Maybe not as popular as some other video game genres, puzzle games are a reliable old standard in the industry. For some, classics like Tetris, Dr. Mario, or even newer titles like Puzzle Bobble, Bejeweled, or Portal are a nice change of pace from the first-person shooters, RPGs, and action-packed adventure titles that are more popular at the moment. So what's the allure about these games that keep this genre alive? What are some of our own favorite puzzle games? We take a look at the genre of puzzlers right here next on Downloadable Content. Welcome to Downloadable Content. I, as always, am Brian, and with me we have Nick. Hello, hello. And we have Ryan. Welcome back. Hello, good to be back. Yeah, the other, the other half of the Wallace Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Because you know we had your brother on for E3, the last episode. We are all here. No run this time. This is a, a rare runless episode. <laughs> For once, wow. Yeah, I, I, I know. Uh, this is one of those rare occasions where life got in the way, and uh, he actually had to take care of some things. So yes, a rare Ronless episode, just us for this one talking about puzzle games. And so before we dive into the episode, just want to remind everyone out there that every single episode of downloadable content can be found on our environmentally friendly, non-pollutionary, gluten-free, vegan-friendly website at dlcpodcast.com. Every episode's there. You can get bios. You can send us feedback. You can check out the upcoming recording schedule. Give us ideas. Let us know if you want to be in on an episode, and uh, we'll get you in there. So, all there, dlcpodcast.com. You realize now I'm going to lace your site with bacon. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's an, I, you know, I'm an open mind. I mean, I, I do love, I do love some, some meat. So, you know, if you want to jazz it up with a little bacon, a little, you know, a little beef, a little pork, chicken, whatever. <laughs> I think, I, I think, I, wait, that would be, that would piss off, would piss off the vegans. Try the gluten-free as well. Well, you know, it's... Oh, that's really protein. Gluten's more like wheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, you know, whatever. Oh. I mean, I eat anything. <laughs> yep. I eat anything. Ah, so... For me, it's Except just I try food. to avoid Taco Bell when I can help it. Well, Taco Bell isn't. Well, Taco Bell isn't food. That that that's that's the problem. I I said I eat food. Taco Bell is not food. Taco no. Bell Taco Bell is a colon cleanse. So. 
as we start off this episode on a... Uh, we just immediately went off the tracks. We left the station. Yeah, we went... <laughs> right, no. not, not one mile away from the station. Uh, colon cleanses <laughs> and explosive diarrhea aside, back on track with uh, puzzle games. This, you know, I, I know that our episodes can get a little scatological in the humor department, but... <laughs> A little. I but, think it's more like sometimes it derails and then yeah. we had to rein it back in. Yeah, toilet humor. All right. Three minutes in. Well done. Uh, <laughs> so, maybe not. But uh, we're going to talk about puzzle games. I know that the last few seasons of downloadable content, we usually devote an episode to a genre of game that probably doesn't get as much love and attention as it might or might not. Uh, so this particular episode, the puzzle games, uh, actually this was an idea from Ryan. So uh, before we dive into talking about the games, mm-hmm. Ryan, why did you uh, decide on puzzle? What, what was the your inspiration for this idea? Why did you want to do puzzle games? Um, puzzle games, actually, believe it or not, um, kind of just resurfaced for me. I'd say maybe about a couple months ago, because um, I know. Back when you were doing some of the nostalgia stuff, and especially with some of the PC games that we were talking about, I remember back in the uh, day, back when I had uh, Windows to play on them, and those were strictly puzzle games. You know very well, uh, Mist, Mist Three Exile was probably one of the first computer games that I got, and then I got another uh, puzzle game for Christmas called the Crystal Key, which I think has gone into obscurity somewhere. But those two games actually really got me into some good stuff, and then I've just enjoyed doing a lot of puzzle games. Whether it's just like casual, I think um, I have a newer game that I'll talk about today that it's not exactly casual, but it's a very very fun um, kind of stealth action puzzle kind. Of- kind of game in that sense but yeah i guess i'm just getting that game a few months ago kind of got me researched back into the puzzle game stuff so that's why i wanted to talk about it a little bit fair enough i mean there are the puzzle genre itself you know it has a lot of fans behind it you know they might not be the fans of say games like call of duty or assassin's creed or resident mm. evil or final fantasy you know not with not you know some of those massive franchises but puzzle games hold their own and i even though they're not my preferred genre of game there are times when i will go i i will play them just you know because one of the advantages of puzzle games are you know they're they're quick they're not you don't have to invest a whole lot of time you know quick on the go very portable I mean, you know, just to, to start this right off, I mean, probably I think we can all agree that our introduction to puzzle games was probably Tetris or Dr. Mario. Sometimes <laughs> both. Sometimes both. For me, it was Tetris. I mean, I will never forget because Tetris came with the original Game Boy back in the early 90s. It was one of those games that was included with the handheld, and it was... I, I spent so many hours playing Tetris as a kid, and even though that game came out in the late 80s, you know, here we are, you know, 25 or so years later, I'm convinced my mother can still kick my ass in it. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. that seems to be a common trend, at least with, in the, uh, for puzzle games, that women typically are better than men, and the older you get, the better you are. <laughs> You know, I wonder. I want. I want to see how how the stats bear out with that sort of stuff because, you know, 
that was actually Tetris took off on the Game Boy. I mean, yes, it was out on the NES, but I think because this game was included with the Game Boy, that just exploded in popularity. I think many of us, especially, you know, Nick and myself, who are in their 30s now, probably remember playing Tetris, you know, when we think Tetris, we immediately think of the Game Boy, as opposed to seeing yeah. it on any other console. No, my experience with Tetris was not limited to the, uh, was not actually on the Game Boy. My experience with Tetris was on the NES, uh, but even before that was Dr. Mario, uh, whenever my parents took us, took m myself and my sister to Chuck E. Cheese's, uh, my mother and I would spend most of the time in the arcade corner, and we would play Dr. Mario there constantly. So that was my experience with, uh, you know, with the puzzle genre. Uh, something else that I think gets lost in the shuffle, at least as far as the early NES days, and right as we get started into the Super Nintendo era, um... A little uh, NES game towards the end of the NES era called simply Yoshi. We played that a lot, and that was the first time that I realized, ooh, I'm not the best at the puzzle genre. <laughs> yeah, Yoshi was. Yoshi, I think, is an often overlooked game in the early puzzle genre, uh, mostly because if anyone thought of puzzle games, they thought of Tetris or Dr. Mario, but, you know, just stacking up random. Mario enemies, sandwiching them in an egg, creating a giant Yoshi. <laughs> or, you know, in the case of Dr. Mario, you know, throwing pills of various colors to try to rid the screen of the viruses. Or, or if you overfeed them with pills, they, you know, it's kind of like the equivalent of killing someone. <laughs> Get shoving pills down his throat, he only had a headache. <laughs> Suddenly, this game is the precursor to House. Uh... <laughs> so, you had games, and you know, Tetris just, you know, you had the different levels. You try to make as many lines as you could without, you know, getting all the way to the top of the board because as you got closer to the top of the board, the music would get faster, your palms would be sweating, your heart would be pounding, and then it'd be all over. Yep. Well, finally, the game, you know, if you got up to, like, level, you know, up to, like, the upper teens, the game just got so fast that if you didn't have lightning-fast reflexes, you were, you were toast. Oh, yeah. And I, I just, my, my thumb can't, you know, at, at, 30 year, at 31 years old, my thumb just can't move that fast anymore. It's the strongest muscle in your body, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> and... And even games, you know, some games that I, I played on the Sega Genesis. Uh, and April loves this game. Columns. Yes, I actually played Columns for the first time about, uh, about a week and a half ago. And the game is actually really simple when I, when I knew, you know, as compared to other puzzle games. But oh, yeah. I, I, I tr was trying to lose, and I could not lose. <laughs> That depends on the difficulty setting. I set it on normal, so I think that that was the key there. I think if I ramped it up, I'm sure it would have been a little more difficult. I actually love the music for Columns. <laughs> it's odd. You know, maybe I need to play with the music a little more, but it seemed like it was. It seemed like it would almost lull me to sleep. Um and. 
than, you know, other games that got in on the act. Uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Ah, Puyo Puyo Pop. Which, let's say, okay, after you get past, like, the first or second level on single player... It's oh my a, god, it, like, it is difficulty spike the game. Yeah, it's, oh my, it's like, okay, the first two levels, they lull you in a false sense of security, and then level three, it's like, ha fucker! Uh, <laughs> Although, let's not forget that there's a game exactly like it on the SNES called Kirby's Avalanche. It's the exact same game. <laughs> Yeah, shit. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, you mentioned uh, Myst. Yes, Myst was actually one of the first PC games I actually got. That was, um, I guess, it's not like a true puzzle game. It's more like, I guess, under what's called a graphic adventure game. But it still had a lot of elements that are in with, uh, pu with um, puzzle games. Or at least if you ask me, it, it does. Because you have to go around to these... Uh, different areas within the game the main one that i remember very well is uh miss three exile which was i think my first introduction into that and what i remember very well from that was that you had to go to these different areas there were like clues and notes all over the place and in order to actually get through these areas you had to s solve uh, certain puzzles within them like i think the one of the main ones i remember with one of the worlds was like it was like a world a sea world or something like that where you actually had these um I want to call them orbs that you actually had to get them in a certain order in order to proceed on through. But that's probably that was probably one of the best games that I actually ever played. Because with Mist Three Exile, I just remember the worlds that you got to go to with that one, and that was some of the most um, for oh, for the Windows ninety eight. Those graphics were amazing. All right, let me get your brother in here. He's now requesting in. <laughs> there we go. All right, let me get your your brother in here. Four people with the last name W, so welcome aboard, Andy! <laughs> Yay, I fit in! There you Much go. Discussion. There you are. So, back to the back to what Ryan was just talking about. Okay, Mist was a game, and I think that you can say this about Riven as well. Um, these were games that I played when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, and because at that time... I was a firm believer in don't use the strategy guide um, <laughs> because for, for a game like Myst, which has no combat at all, it's pure exploration and puzzle solving. I used to keep notebooks because something, some little scrap, some little writing on a wall that you see early on in the game you then need that for something that happens seven hours later. Well, I thought that was always, at least, I don't think I've, I played maybe one of the Mist or Riven games, but I'd always heard that in the community, keeping a notebook nearby was always highly encouraged because as you pointed out, something, it's a, you basically have Chekhov's guns all over the place. That's exactly it. And, you know, and if you know anything about the Myst games, you know, it, the, the culture of the people in the game are the Denis. And they have their own system of writing, their own language. So you would have to figure out what, you know, what translated to the number one or the letter A, things like... Hey, it's like we're going back to Final Fantasy with Albed. <laughs> yeah, except that was... I think the Albed was Square's token... Uh, 
attempt at including diversity in a Final Fantasy game. But anyway, um... <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, Mist and Riven, I loved those games. And, you know, I'm tempted to buy them because now they've been upgraded for current operating systems. Because if you try, I still have my original Mist disc. But, you know, when you try to install a Windows 95 program on a Windows 10 machine. <laughs> it don't work very well. No, 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 no. It, 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 it basically complains that, uh, hey, we're too new for this shit. Hey, I don't know. I've tried. I've got, uh, I've got old, I don't know if they're 95 or uh, 98 Windows uh, operating system games, but I have tried it on this laptop, which runs Windows 10, and by Jove, they somehow work. So there's more incentive for Windows 10 for you. All right. Well, well, I already upgraded to Windows 10, so, you know, I, 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 I've joined... All your files are exactly where we left them. Yes. But now we can... But now... But I've turned off all the privacy... But anyway, um... So we have Mist and Riven, which, again, excellent games. I actually would like to go back to them and play them again. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I have a Mist game hiding somewhere here in my room. I kind of looked at it and decided, do I really have enough time to dedicate to this game? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It's like an RPG in that if you put it down for a long period of time and then pick it up again, you're like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> What am I doing? So we have Mist and Riven. Um, so we have th those are the older games, which we've you know we are remember fondly and occasionally still play. I mean, Tetris has been around forever, and we have. It seems Is like. It okay if I uh, suck at Tetris? Yeah, go ahead. If you can suck at Tetris, all you like. I know Tetris is supposed to be, you know, the godfather, grandfather, whatever relation of all puzzle games, but it is the one game that I know I've, tr I've tried, I have tried, and I have failed miserably every single time. But I'm going to talk about a game that's a little bit, that's older than Tetris, shockingly. Is it a game older than Tetris? My, I can believe it. Uh, my sweet summer child. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there was. Are a... we talking like Pong? Uh, no, this is after Pong. So after Pong, before Tetris. Uh, first syllable. Uh, no. Um. <laughs> in third grade, in in my classroom in third grade, my teacher actually had an Amiga console in the classroom, and a couple of the good old classic green screen Apple II computers. Ah, uh, Brett. I know what Brian's talking about, and I can think of them too. And there, there, there are two games that I'm going to say. The two, the first one for the Apple II um, that I used to love, and it was called Number Munchers. There was also yes! wor Word Munchers. Number Munchers. God, that game was so much fun. And this is a an, this is an interesting take. You're diverging a little bit on the puzzle game uh, genre because. We see this, we see the puzzle game being used in educational programs. Absolutely. Oh, uh, I, well, there was see. another series of games for that as well, outside of Number Munch, right? I'm trying to remember, it was like some sort of like space cadet kind of game where it, it had a lot of the same elements of spelling, mathematics, equations, stuff like that. 
Oh god, that's gonna bother me. What's the name of that? Well, while you're looking at that, we'll, I'll talk a little bit about number munchers and word munchers. It was it was an educational game that you know you would have like a grid of say twenty or twenty five squares, and to progress through each level, you had to you, had, you were this little green alien dude, and you had to munch. You had to eat all of the numbers that. The, uh, that was the stipulation of the level. So, for example, level one would be go eat, you know, uh, go, you know, munch all of even numbers or odd numbers. And then as it got a little harder, uh, multiples of five, um, prime numbers. And while you're progressing through each level, trying to get all of the, the numbers, there were these little, there was this other little, you know, cute alien thing called Troggles. And they would appear on the board at random, and if you ran into them, you would die. It would be like Pac-Man. And... But... As long as they were on the board, anytime they had walked into a square that you had completed, they would fill it back up. So there was a, a bit of, you know, race against the clock... And the longer you stayed on a level, the more troggles would come onto the board. And, you know, the same thing for word munchers, you know. You know, munch all the words that have, you know, vowels in them, or all the words that end in S, or things like that. It was... We sp I spent hours playing those games, and with the magic of the internet, you can find a... Uh, you can now run all of those games in your own web browser. <laughs> It reminds me of the old, you know, we've been so far that at this point we can, I think, uh, the the farthest back that I know that you can now run on web browsers goes back to, uh, I want to say now, the Sega Genesis at this point. But maybe we've got even more on there too, Game Boy, like up to some version of the Game Boy. Well, the other game I was going to mention, uh, going back to the Amiga console, uh, was a... Take was a, was a, one of the many many uh, block breaker clones that existed, which was another puzzle game that was fun to do. Uh, the game was called Poing, P O I N G Poing, and it was basically a mix of block breaker and pong. And the object of each level is instead uh, you had your little paddle on the left of the screen, and you had the little white the dot that was the, your ball and the blocks would be arranged in whatever pattern but the the way you got to the next level was you would have to hit the other side of the screen 10 times which then broke the wall and if you got if you you know guided your your ball through that wall it would advance you to the next level Ooh, block breakers i haven't played one of those in ages used to love those and then I discovered that uh, to be any decent, you need an external mouse and not the one that they include with your laptop. And, oh, you're making me miss those now. And and the thing about Poing was that is that, okay, you know, you do this, but say you're on a later level, you're like you're on level five or six, and you miss, the ball go, instead of, you know, the level being, you know, you lose the life, the ball would go back into the previous level, but it would start bouncing around the screen at a million miles an hour. Ooh. Ooh. And if you managed to, to hit it, it would stop the, that, it would stop the ball and, you know, play would resume as normal. But it would just fly through each level that you had already beaten. 
and you would have to try to hit it. And if it made it all the way back to level one and you missed, that's when you would lose the life. Wah, wah, wah. So that was another blast on the past. And I actually ended up somebody, because again, this is the internet. Somebody made a modern version of that game called Poing PC, which does run on, on current operating systems. Have you subjected yourself to that torment yet? I have. I have it on my uh, my PC. I haven't tried it yet on Windows 10, but I know it works on Windows 7. So if it works on Windows 7, it will work on Windows 10. Uh, so. yeah, well, in, in theory. It should. I, in theory. So, what other uh, puzzle games are calling out to you guys? Well, let's see. I'm thinking more of the modern stuff. The oldest one that I've ever actually played, if I'm thinking about this, is was the game itself, most of the puzzle games that I've played are not actual games that were puzzle games themselves, but they were puzzles within games, and um, t so to speak. The earliest one that I remember is actually uh, was on the N64, and it was those Pokemon side games. There was one, uh, I don't remember whether it was through Stadium or if it was through some other uh, Pokemon game, but I remember this one where you had, it's very, um, not quite Tetris-like, but where you gotta stack the blocks, you gotta move them around on the screen and break them down. And the loser was whoever let their stack get, uh, build up too high. So I always consider that my my first uh, real puzzle game. Was that and Pokemon Puzzle League? Yes, yes it was. Yeah, it was Tetris Attack, the game. <laughs> Yeah, that was more, my or, more more commonly referred to in Japan as Panel de Paul. <laughs> well, either way, that was my first real puzzle game, and then um, where I've seen the reemergence of puzzles these days, or at least again, I don't play the uh, you know if there are games that are solely dedicated to puzzles, I can't say I really play those. But you know, pick your favorite hack and slash game. There's guaranteed to be a puzzle in there somewhere. God of War had a million and one of them. Uh, Darksiders, which is another clone off that, had quite a few. I don't think Devil May Cry had so many puzzles. Um, and then the latest one that I've started up that also has a few puzzles here and there. Not not so much, but I'm hoping if there's going to be uh, more later in the game, is Castlevania, the Lord of Shadows game for PS3. Well, you, you bring up an interesting point there. Now we're talking about mixing of genres because, yes, there are a ton of games that include some manner of puzzle solving as a way to progress through the game. Classic Resident Evil, for example. Um, it, uh, oh, all the original Pokemon games trying to get through uh, Lieutenant Surge's gym, I want to say. There was always a gym. There still, to this day, remains a gym where there's a puzzle you have to figure out before you can face the leader. If it was if it was anything but it, 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 Pokemon is is one of those nebulous titles that again it's just like okay a little bit of everything uh, yeah it's it has a, a pinch of everything I mean hell there's even you know some moments of the game where you know stealth is important for crying out loud it's like ah now for your Metal Gear Solid portion of the game <laughs> um a pretty good example of an indie game that uses uh sort of physics-based puzzle solving to advance through levels is the game uh, Trine. Which is mostly platforming, but there's a lot of physics-based elements in it that require you to uh, to play. Oh, gravity, what fun. Um, I will refrain from making a terrible joke here. 
about gravity. All right, that, that that's fine. I think the the world might be better off without it. It's a. <laughs> what was Trine exactly? I you know, they popped up in my store a few times and it didn't get it, but. So... Okay, well, let, let, let me give you a little. Um, it's a side-scrolling action platform game, predominantly, Nick. Okay. That. Uh, you there's three games in this series now, and you you swap between three different characters: um, a wizard, a knight, and a thief. And you use the three to progress through levels. Like I said, it's mostly action platforming. So it's it's, gotcha. but there are elements in each okay. level. There are elements in each level which require the expertise of one of those specific characters. Like, for example, there is a, a door switch or a gate switch, but you have to figure out how to trip that switch. And if you're playing, you, you're playing it, you use the wizard, and the wizard might have a spell that allows you to grab objects and have them fall onto the switch, for example, to trip it. Okay, I, I, I think I understand it now. I was, I may have been getting a little confused with um, a 3D um, puzzle platformer that I've been playing on and off called Glitch Space. Now, this just came out not too long ago. And it, it, you're required to get to the end of it's kind of like this virtual reality world, but you use basically programming and, and various physics properties to manipulate certain platforms to progress through the level. It's kind of interesting, except I'm not, you know, there, there's a re reason I failed out of coding classes in college, so... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of the thing now. I mean, especially with indie titles that have absolutely no qualms about mixing genres at all. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking another uh, puzzle game. Uh, because, or at least I assume it would be classified as a puzzle, considering it's right in the goddamn name, is uh, Puzzles and Dragons. On all these other little indie titles, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's actually an FPS. I hate to burst your bubble. It's just a, what? No! <laughs> no, but Puzzles and Dragons is a fun like puzzle RPG style game that's a lot of fun. It kind of, to me, it reflects a little bit off of Panel de Pawn, which was translated to us as Tetris Attack for the Super Nintendo back in the '90s when Yoshi was. Yoshi could not be stopped. <laughs> Is, I mean, I thought Mario was taken off in the NES days, but when Mario World came out and Yoshi came and Yoshi was introduced, everyone loved this character so much. Yoshi appeared in everything <laughs> because Yoshi. Mm -hmm. Yoshi. Well, isn't Puzzle and Dragons? Uh, isn't that a mobile title? Yes. Uh, they very recently have started making uh, uh, pumping them out for the for the 3ds. I have the puzzles and uh, puzzles and dragons Mario edition because the, come on, it's me. It is you. You you are Mr. Mushroom Kingdom himself. It's just <laughs> if, you, if you had the wherewithal to grow a nice thick mustache, uh, 
Nah, nah, I don't have enough Italian blood in me. No. Um, <laughs> it's me, uh, Mario. No, no, no. The primary blood in me is, is Polish and German, so. Oh. So just a, a so beer drinker, but not a mustache. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but Puzzle and Dragons, is that, I, and I've seen this pop up as well, is that another of the, the uh, sort of the match three type puzzle game, you know, match three yeah. of the same color and uh, win a prize? So, so basically you start by picking a, you know, one of the pieces in the, in the puzzle block. And then you have X amount of time to move it around as much as you want to try and commit, create as many combinations as you possibly can in that time frame. Um, whatever element that you create delivers the damage of that element. Now, you can only deal the damage if the character shares that element. So Mario, say, for example, is fire element. Shock. <laughs> so Mario can only deal fire type damage so the only way you can attack is by matching up three of a fire element coincident uh, and in the other direction like luigi is wood element so he can only match up three leaf symbols to make attacks now some characters and monsters have more than one element to them so they can deal two different types of damage but that's kind of how that goes and so, for example, water beats fire, grass beats water, water beats fire, then light and dark beat each other. Mm. So, it, it kind of works a little like that. And once you have your turn, enemies will have their turn. You get little heart blocks to restore your HP. So, there is some strategy of, do you go on the attack? Do you go on defense? And I had to confess that I'm finding myself addicted to these. Uh, they're basically for all the mobile, you know, for mobile devices. And I'm getting highly addicted to these kind of games. As of right now, uh, there's another one. Uh, basically, I've been playing it more on my Kindle. And if I can find these type of games, which uh, they're getting slightly rarer than they used to be, but if I can find it, and preferably for free, uh, there's a high chance of uh, me going and downloading it. So yeah, Puzzles of Dragons is a, another good game. Uh, does anyone remember Tetris 2? Barely, but yeah, I think I remember playing that a little bit. I don't think I, I don't think I I don't think I've ever played Tetris 2. You you find it? It's on the Super Nintendo, but it was basically their attempts at replicating what Doctor Mario did. <laughs> It's kind of, you know, there's these bomb blocks, and you are to match four up to destroy the bomb blocks, destroy all the bomb blocks, beat the level. <laughs> so basically, if you replace the bomb blocks with Vyri, and then, you know, replace the Tetris blocks with Mega Vitamins, you essentially have Dr. Mario. <laughs> okay. But it was another puzzle game that I remember that my mother would constantly kick my ass in, so. You know, so I, I, I go back to one of the original, the original question I asked uh, at the start of the episode, since again, uh, Ryan and Andy as well, you know, you enjoy puzzle games a whole fuck ton. So what is it about this particular genre that appeals to you guys so much? 
Um, for me, for puzzle games, I think it's um, a lot of like the uh, strat- semi-strategy-based stuff that you actually have to do. Like it's there can it's like um, well, what, what the main game that I'm playing right now it's uh, called Republic. It actually just recently came out. Republic basically um, it's a five episode. It's a five. It's sort of like one of those episode games if you know what those are. The, where each um different part has like its own complete episode to itself. I guess Republic was originally it originally came out again on mobile devices and it just recently came out for the PS4. So I picked it up then. These newer um puzzle these newer games that have like um puzzle games combined with the other stuff. For this one, it's mainly the story that's behind it because Republic itself is um. I guess you could compare it to uh, George Orwell's 1984, where the whole plot, the whole uh, plot of it is that you have you're controlling um, a character that's in this totalitarian, like, I guess a totalitarian state, that's kind of like 1984. And what you have to do with the character is you have to solve these uh, different puzzles and move around the uh, areas. And not only is it the uh, the actual story behind it, but also but also the uh, gameplay and graphics as well that really kind of appeals to me especially with these uh, the more modern puzzle games that have been coming out it's a lot of the times the graphics that appeal to me and also like um just the different stories behind them as well i'm sort of similar in that uh basically where i've run across the puzzles throughout the various mixing of genres uh especially in the puzzles that i enjoy when they're especially uh, mixed around in all the other games is that, let's be honest here, for most games out there, um, you're being led down a, a single path, and it's a case of, yes, there are other areas, but for the most part, with a majority of games, even RPGs and everything, it's a case of you know what you have to do. You go in, you beat up a few enemies, uh, maybe hundreds of enemies, Make sure, try and do your best so that uh, if there's elements involved, that you're, you have the advantageous elements. But mostly, it becomes a case of you know you just keep pushing through. Don't really have to think because you play because being an RPG fan as well, I've done this this crap a million and one times. Now you start throwing in puzzles. That's a case of wait, I don't I actually need to really think, and it's not just basic strategy of who's strong against what. It's a case of where does this exact piece of this puzzle fit precisely, um, and it's just a case of I think it's because it makes me actually have to think. Um, it's not just a case of mindless uh, general have a general overview, but now I actually have to think about what specifically I am doing where. So I guess it's a lot of the, the strategy and actually having to think in the game that appeals to me, which is, I guess some would say, that's actually very strange. Having to think in a video game? What? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So what about that? So... <laughs> I, get, you I can't know, just button mash? Yeah, no, no. Now, speaking of mixing of genres, I think, you know, we've been talking about a lot of, of older puzzle games and even some of the more, you know, recent ones that might find their way on mobile platforms, but I would like to wind down the first half of this by talking about a, a game that I never thought in a million years I would enjoy, but... I could not stop playing it when I started it, and that was Portal. Portal? Yes. Um, you know what I had to say now, of course, right? The cake is a lie. Well, I, it, it's a lie because I ate it, and now there's none for, no one, none for anyone else. So, 
Oh, that's beautiful. My, like my friend Ben, he suggested that I try Portal. He brought up Portal 2. And I'm like, Ben, it's a puzzle game. I don't like puzzle games. Trust me, you'll, you'll like this. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll humor you. Fine. And I was just expecting to play 10, 15 minutes of this and then just be like, yep, here, you can have it back. Uh, about three hours later, uh, you know, I was trying to tell myself that no, I want GLaDOS to die in a fire, but <laughs> I was I was hooked. I absolutely loved it, and I, you know, I went back and I bought the first game on Xbox Live, and I finished that in, in one evening. I mean, Portal 1's a short game anyway, but that is an interesting that combines first person shooter uh a very snarky narrator and you really have to fucking think because this is because now you have to think in multiple dimensions there's mm. physics there oh my goodness and there's more than one way to solve a puzzle in each level of the game and of course, you know, cake. Yep, exactly. Yep, cake. Always cake. Because, you know, especially in Portal 1, and, you know, spoiler alert now for anyone who hasn't played it, you know, after you get through, you know, the testing, the aperture science testing, um, the game starts to get very, very dark and moody in its tone. Once you realize the jig is up, or once your character realizes the jig is up, and you see, you know, hidden scribblings on the wall. Mm. It's like, oh. Oh. Well, GLaDOS, you're a fucking sadist, aren't you? <laughs> Sorry, Dave, I cannot let you do that. Uh, I, I sometimes swear that um, Hal is GLaDOS's either uh, big brother or in some sort of relation to GLaDOS. I don't know what the relation is, but it feels like it's there. Well, I mean, obviously when she's not moonlighting as an AI trying to kill you at her own game, she does moonlight as a poker dealer in Poker Night at the Inventory too. So, you know, there is that. I'm guessing uh, you guys have also played Portal? I actually have... Uh, okay, I gotta admit, I have not, simply because my first impression of Portal was always the cake is a lie. Because, you know, as soon as one of my friends got it, um, that was always spoiled right away. The cake is a lie, and Glados is evil. Well, this. All right. Well, before I continue, anyone else play Portal? No, unfortunately not. But I do plan on getting it sometime. Nick, what about so, you? So I'm the. So you and I are it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would you, yeah, What did you I'm think? Portal and Portal 2 were just so much fun of just, you know, going through, being in a, th a 3D environment of, and very disorienting for me of just, of, of rocketing yourself forward to get across large chasms or uh, button and sphere and cube based puzzles. Uh, did you ever did the co-op testing initiative, Brian? I never did. We may have to do that sometime because I'm I'm down for doing that again. I yeah, I mean and this game again, it was unlike any puzzle game I've ever 
played because it's not just you know get the, you know get the blocks you know win a prize. It's there's multi dimensions of of layers here and more than one way to solve each level. And more than one way to kill you. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That is a very common theme, and it's and that's why you need to go through the co-op testing initiative because now add a second person with a, their own separate portal gun, and suddenly it, the, the depth of the puzzles get so much deeper. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely one of those things that. You gotta try out, Brian. I'd be more than happy to put you through it because I—it's been—it's been about five years since I've. It, has it been five years? Holy shit! Has it really been five years? <laughs> yeah. Um. This game came out in two thousand and seven. So yeah, this game is almost ten years old. And Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. You know, Portal also has some of the most adorable, cutest machine gun turrets you will ever. <laughs> They're Wait, just is it sad that many of us want plushies of these? Oh, I, I find them all the damn time. The problem with me is, is that I get motion sickness pretty easily from first-person shooters, so Portal is one of those games that I have to play in small doses. Because it's like, especially when you start doing trippy shit like setting up portals in such a way that you just perpetually keep falling. Oh my god. And I'm just yeah, like, I'm just like, uh, I'm just like, oh, my brain, my brain. <laughs> there yep. you go. That's how you can create your infinite thing. Create the uh, the portal below and the portal above. Shove an object and watch it go. Watch it. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, it's hard to, to get it to drop straight down because even just a little bit on, you know, moving X or, X or Z axis and eventually it'll bounce out of the portal but so i beat portal one and i have yet to finish portal two because portal two uh this was one of those games that valve probably went shit this is popular uh <laughs> oh portal three confirmed <laughs> uh it's about as confirmed as half-life three it's uh <laughs> fair enough Valve yeah. does not like Gabe videos. Newell is never going to make another video game again. It's just... <laughs> well, with, with Portal 2 having the, um, the, the self, you know, the, the level editor inside it, why would they ever need to make a Portal 3? Unless they want to add more new mechanics and a new gameplay style to the engine, they'll, they'll just let people just create their own levels and have it that way rather than especially with all the mod packages and whatnot through Steam, it's, they won't make another one. They might, because you can then argue, I mean, then, that's like saying now that Nintendo has put out Super Mario Maker, they'll never make another Mario game again. No, not, not to that extreme, because there's a lot of elements in other Mario games that they did not place in Mario Maker. Very and... true. And I, I, I want these features in. I want my charging chucks and sloped platforms, damn it. All right, all right, fine. So, yeah, Gabe Newell will never have to make another video game again. Between Portal and the entire Steam client, just, you know, especially when the Steam summer sale starts. I mean, he this man is sitting in Scrooge McDuck piles of money. Let's just face it right now. It's just... 
that's it. When the Steam sale started last Friday, I could hear the nice dulcet strains of It's the most wonderful time. Uh, it's just, just, just away he went. But Portal and Portal 2, just amazing games, which I think injected possibly a much needed shot in the arm for puzzle games. Because I think it was, I think Portal and Portal 2 caused a lot of gamers that would normally not be interested in puzzle games to go, hmm, well, let's see what else is out there. <laughs> um, it was actually funny, speaking of uh, Portal 2, I was watching on YouTube uh, the guy Markiplier, I was watching one of those, <laughs> let's, play yeah, one of those let's, uh, let's Play episodes, so the, basically what he was trying to do was trying to get into, into a room up there and not get shot to death by all the machine guns he was playing with, with a friend of his and markiplier i just don't know how he does it but he can make he can make some of these boring games some games that are boring i thought portal 2 was quite interesting just the way that they were that they had to do it and go over the fit go over physics and just ways to beat the beat the machine guns and everything and i was just laughing hysterically with watching him trying to get through and getting his ass shot up pretty much every time he was trying to get into the room <laughs> Well, yeah, that'll happen. So, all right. So, also, I was uh, thinking. I just uh, thought of this. Um, just uh, I assume we're getting near the end of the first half, but I'm just gonna throw this. Another reason why I like um, puzzle games so much is actually uh, the matching thing, because I'm not quite a true OCD anal guy, but I do love making things uh, match together, and I think that's another thing of uh, puzzles that always um, that strongly appeals to me. Making things match, that this goes with that. You know, the uh, the engineer me that will never be a successful academic engineer. And you heard it right here first, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and to just to further date myself and Nick... Um, I'll just throw this out there because this was, uh, no, this was popular. Lemmings. Oh, God, lemmings. <laughs> I'd also think... Yeah, thanks, Brian. I officially feel old now. Oh, thank you. Hell, the Nintendo... The N64 just turned 20 a few days ago. I have been yeah. feeling old all week, so... On the second half, we will continue this discussion, talk about more puzzle games, but more newer puzzle games that are that have caught on like wildfire. One of them even has a fucking movie now after it. So uh, we shall return. You are listening to our puzzle games discussion here on Downloadable Content. We will be back.
Welcome back to our puzzle episode here of downloadable content. We're all still here. Uh, we have not been buried by Tetris's. Tetri? Uh, tetraminos. That's the correct term. That's the that's the name of the. Oh, in- yes, the- yes, you are correct. Yes, Tetraminos. Uh, tetraminos. Yes, you're. Wow. Good. The Tetris guys have been kind to us. Yes. Yeah, so, in, in in case I ever go on Jeopardy, that's a <laughs> useless knowledge to have. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> what is Tetraminos? No, just, but um, now. So, continuing our little chat here, talking about puzzle games. You know, yes, Lemmings. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you're you're gonna. The, I'm gonna give you some scorn for a little while. That that that's all right. It's it, it's perfectly <laughs> fine with me. Um. But I, yes, I said we're going to talk about some of the more newer games that have also exploded in popularity. We talked about Portal. And I said one of these puzzle games now has a fucking movie. Uh, that would be Angry Birds. Okay, oh, yeah. That would be Angry Birds. Now, this, I'm going to admit it right now. I tried playing Angry Birds when I had, uh, had uh, cell phones, and I'm like, nope, too small. So I would play Angry Birds on Facebook for hours. Oh, dear Christ, you're one of those those people. For hours, because, you know, when you're, you know, recovering from surgery or you're bedridden for long periods, you have a lot of time on your hands. So, so, you know, I spent hours, you fucking pigs, you know, just green piggies everywhere and uh, just a nice, nicely timed bomb bird at all. Beautiful. Pure carnage. Lovely. Uh. Yo, it's with these kind of games that it's just a good time. Well, it's it's good to kill. In your case, it would be hours. But for me, like, it would be like a good way to get through 30 minutes. Exactly. It's not enough to to dive into a game like Bravely Second. So, you know, playing a game like Angry, Angry Birds or, or for more appropriate to me, the game that you know kind of you know was crack many years ago, Peggle. Pe- yep, Peggle, which came standard on every Xbox 360. Um, <laughs> oh, no kidding, really? Yeah, it was it was always in the library. You, you you there was always a demo of it, and you'd get a first few levels. Of, but if you want to play the full game, you have to buy it. Um, <laughs> yep. Same thing with Bejeweled. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yep. yeah that, was my, that was my mother's crack game of choice, that Candy Crush. Oh, God, Candy Crush, yep. Um, I, I may have put a few hours into both those games. Um, well, it's, it's you know, a lot of them are all the same, but, the, you know, the, you know, this match three principle, but, you know, that's what makes some of these puzzle games so worth it, is that we can go put in 20, 30 minutes... Yeah, and then move on with our day, especially now with them being on the go with all you know all these mobile platforms. I right. think it's one of the big reasons why mobile gaming has become as big as it is because of kind of the pick up and go style and the games that match that match that. It's just it, it's perfect. Absolutely, and Angry Birds is is one of those games where not only. It, there's definitely some thought involved because it's, it's not a match three or anything like that. It's like, you have to there. There's physics involved and proper placement of your bird projectiles for maximum cascading damage. 
Um, question on Angry Birds, since I don't really have the access or the means to play it. Um, would you be able to choose which birds went up first, second, third? Or no. Do, 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 no. Okay, it's in order. Got it, it. It is in order. I mean, you start off, or, I mean, the, the easy levels, you start off with the, the standard red birds, and then you get the tiny little blue ones that can break into three and break ice. Then there's parrot bird, then there's, there's all different types of birds. But no, you cannot adjust the order in which you fire them. They are in a prescribed fashion per level, and the fewer birds you take to kill all the piggies in the level, the more points you get. So, then I guess my next question, is, since we are talking about Angry Birds, is, so someone explain to me, how the hell did this come into a movie? They made a lot of money on it. That Yes, it was very successful because... You know, a lot. It is a very recognizable name. I can go to anyone, gamer or not, mention Angry Birds, and they're probably going to know what I'm talking about. I have an easier answer for you, Nick, and that's just the fact that Hollywood is bereft of ideas. <laughs> I mean, heck, true. they put out a that Warcraft I, movie of all things. A that Warcraft. is true. You're talking about. And, <laughs> and don't forget, a Tetris movie has finally been formally announced. We are what? getting a Tetris movie. Yeah, you're, oh, I can only imagine how riveting that will be. <laughs> yeah, the entire the I'll tell you I'll tell you the story of the movie right now. The entire movie is going to be spent waiting for that fucking line block to appear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the conflict of the movie. Is just the whole movie is dun, dun, with like a hundred piece orchestra. You know, John Williams. Yeah, dun, 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 and it's just where's that line? <laughs> I thought that the whole movie would be trying to find a way to appease the Tetris guys from keeping the shit from us. Not shitting on you. And if the movie is not held in Russia, I will be incredibly disappointed. <laughs> no, no, knowing Hollywood, it's going to be a movie on you know Russia's you know terrorism or something like that. Uh, you're talking about a, a, a you're talking about an industry that gave us a movie based on Battleship. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing that. True. I have, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you know what, this... what was that movie all about? Two hours of E4. <laughs> Miss. <laughs> Yeah. F F four. No. And if they didn't say the line "You sank my battleship" in that movie, then uh, th it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I can only imagine with the Tetris movie. Just um, of course, you know that Hollywood's always gonna have aliens in it somehow. They're gonna say an alien is making this wall of death with a Tetris. So in order to make sure it doesn't happen, we had to find the goddamn line block. <laughs> And if it's aliens, then we must have Giorgio in the movie. Yeah, yeah then, you know, and then, of course, there's, then of course, I, I won't be surprised if there's an announcement. Oh, Crossfire is getting a movie. You oh, know? no. Uh, okay. 30 uh, seconds of dystopian. Yo, we'll get caught up in that Crossfire. You know, just... Hey, like, that catchy theme tune is what convinced me to go get that board game Crossfire. It, 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 it's a ton oh, of fun. Yeah. You know, 30 seconds of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. It's a board game. But... But I digress. Steering the ship back a bit. <laughs> you know, get it. Okay, it's uh. Let's make a movie based on Chinese checkers. Stop. Fuck. No, no, that that that's seven hours of nothing. But Ang Angry Birds is again. Yeah, this was you know, 
great and for uh, many of the reasons you said nick i mean the levels are short you know you can play even it, it's great if you're commuting like if you're on a subway or a bus or whatever and you don't get motion sickness from looking down at a <laughs> again i'm one of those people april can be in the passenger seat of a long drive she's on her laptop she's reading and i'm like how are you not throwing up right now <laughs> you're weird Question uh, for you, Brian. Um, would you? Can you read books when as while you're driving no. or commuting? No, no, not even that. Wow, no, you are. I, I need to see the horizon. If I don't, it just no. Wow, remind remind me that if we ever travel together to give you some um oh that that motion sickness drug. It's called Dramamine. Um, Dramamine. Yeah, thank you. But and Angry Birds, you know, they got so popular because if again, it's very. You do not have to be, you know, a hardcore gamer. Very easy to pick up and play this game, which was the, the a, a tremendous appeal. And, and and it does not drive you to an absolute rage like the other popular game that came out. Right oh, I beg to differ. Some of those levels. <laughs> well, it did not cause the rage that Flappy Bird caused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game. Oh. oh, I have a comic for that. No. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> Flappy Bird, the one game where you try to keep on pressing it, and then you get so close to that, it's just crap. You're like, son of a bitch, and you just throw your phone across the room because of how pissed off you My, are. Uh, the YouTube video I saw on how to get like 999 or you know, even beat the game or whatever um, shows a guy, plays a few. Uh, Goes to like gets about ten points, crashes. Then he just brings his phone out and smashes uh, his device to pieces. That's how that's how much rage this kind of game causes. What? And I still have uh I have one of the clones off it after the official game was taken down. Well, here's the thing: Angry Birds to to its also appeal. It kind of was it got so popular that it started doing things that I I remember uh, Nintendo used to do back as a kid. I saw like Angry Birds fruit snacks. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! I have, I have. It's like Nintendo cereal, uh, <laughs> like just merchandising everywhere. And finally, it became a movie, and it actually did like pretty well at the box office. Which anytime, very well at the box office. Anytime a video game movie comes out, I'm like, oh boy, uh, oh boy. <laughs> Although I have heard that. Uh, if we're going to talk, just to go off t t uh, topic here for a moment, that the Warcraft movie, um, somehow, I don't know how that got made in the first place, but apparently, um, rumor has it there are definitely going to be sequels to it one way or another. No, so that's, that's, kinda... a, that's another one that's doing well at the box office. So, so we have Angry Birds, we have Candy Crush, which I think is just crack for um, our parents. But uh, <laughs> uh, th this... At the last PAX a couple of months ago, there was a tournament based on the game Puzzle Bobble. Oh, God, yep, I remember that game. Which, it's it's interesting because it's not quite the, it's, it's a match three sort of game, but you're shooting these, like, marbles up near the oh, top. Oh, that game, I, I, that's another one of those games that I definitely uh, enjoy and have, a, have one version of it on uh, my Kindle. Another yeah, puzzle, puzzle Bobble is also known as Bust a Move. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's fun. There's that. And also, I didn't know this, but this game was actually recommended to me, but I've never played it. World of Goo. That's a pretty recent one. Hmm. 
Yes, it is. Um, I, I've only seen gameplay footage of it. I've never played it myself. Um, I'm just hold on. Leave. Get my list here. Ah, uh, yes, the game that came with every single version of Windows up until re Minesweeper. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> Minesweeper, yeah. I would, I would like to tell you how many hours I put on Minesweeper, but um, you I would count. <laughs> it's not really. A, I guess it can be arguably a puzzle game. I see it more as a a friend of mine pointed out to me. He said it's more of a math game, really, because of it's math and strategy. So I'm not sure I would quite qualified as a puzzle but i can see the uh the puzzle angle on it and then remember when you're down to your last two squares and you don't know which one actually has the bob yeah that's uh you um you want to feel like you're one of those uh bomb de uh, diffusing technicians that moment will put you at the moment of feeling like a bomb diffusing technician Nick, you mentioned this in the break that, you know, also some of the appeal for puzzle games is, you know, brain exercise, you know, not just for, for, you know, pure enjoyment, but as, as sort of, you know, brain exercise. You know, and there were some games that came out, you know, I, I guess they would be puzzle games, but, you know, things like Brain Age and um, yes. Big Brain Academy you know, kind of cater to some of this, you know, brain building exercise to uh, really, you know, help restore youth in your brain, which I don't know how well that claim actually goes. But, you know, it, they were fun, interesting concepts. Um, just, um going, you know, I'm going to talk about Brain Age because I saw this game a lot on the DS. I think that I think the first one came out on the DS. I don't know if they've continued that line. No, the they, they did a big. They did a big brain on the Wii. On the Wii, not Wii U, just Wii. Um, but I don't think they did anything past that. Same thing with um, Brain Age. I think uh, there was Brain Age One, Brain Age Two, and then they may, I think maybe one other one on one of the systems. But they really didn't do anything past it. Okay. Because I know that. There are disputed claims with the with Brain Age, with you know, neurologists saying that they you know they recommend this game for the prevention of dementia or Alzheimer's, and Nintendo is Nintendo's basically refused to support any scientific claims. <laughs> um, then you have a disputing study that says actually no, you know, playing this game does no no benefit, no no additional benefit than playing games like Sudoku or. Anything like that. But, you know... Well, I can't find the comic I was looking for to simulate puzzle games, but Brian, you'll enjoy this. Oh, boy. What do I got? Uh, let's see. Uh, you, you can you can read it later. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out later. Um, so, there's definitely some... You know, you're keeping your brain active and all of that fun stuff. It's got something to do with uh, Final Destination 6, uh, clicking on the link, I'll tell you that much. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, another popular indie title that is considered a puzzle game is Fez, which is still sitting in my Steam library. <laughs> yeah, Fez, Fez was what? Because there was like a huge amount of controversy around it. 
I think that had more to do with the guy who designed the game than the actual game itself. It was designed by Phil Fish. That name sounds familiar, and I can't quite place uh can't quite place why. Um, I will I will uh, enlighten you then. No, you mentioned Resident Evil having puzzle elements in games. Um, you the think they'll carry that in uh, Resident Evil Seven? I am hoping that Resident Evil Seven goes back to more of the classic style Resident Evil because I'm. Sp they announced today that they that Capcom is not putting any quick time events in this game. Into which I went, thank God. But, but quick time, where you just have to press. No 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 no. no, 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 no. All the sequence goes. No, they they no they abuse the privilege. They do. Fair enough. Fair enough. They do. Um, you know, taking a look at the at lists of of puzzle games here, I'm I'm actually surprised that they consider Shadow of the Colossus. To... Yes, all that. It, that's. Uh, I can see the argument there, though. Yes. Well, I've well, I've never played it, so you know. Oh, it, it is amazing. Is like a... Oh, it is amazing. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a huge. Enlighten me. I haven't played. Okay, so. The reason why they call it a puzzle game is more, it's really more of a, a I would say it's more of a strategy uh, puzzle. Here's what happens. The basic plot, uh, as far as we can tell, is this guy has this, you see this guy entering this, uh, this like large castle that's like an, like on an outcrop, and you see this giant just area out beyond that. Um, and the basic plot is that he goes into this, this building, it's like a temple of some sort, I guess. That's the best way to describe it. And he's carrying, uh, and he's with a horse. The horse is very important. But he's carrying uh, this woman with him. Now, we don't know if it's his sister, his girlfriend, his wife. We're never told anything throughout the game. We just know that this woman, she appears to be dead or near death at the very least. And she's very important to the guy. He goes into this temple. And this mysterious voice in another language, which they give you subtitles for, basically comes down to... Um, we can save this woman if you want us to. You just have to do us one favor. There are these giant colossus that live out there. You go ahead. You kill them all for us. We'll bring her back to life. And uh, that's basically the promise he's given at the very beginning. And so throughout the whole game, there are these 16 giant creatures. And they some of them are humanoid. Some of them are shaped like animals. But it's a puzzle game because... Basically, you have to kill these giant beings, and there's only one spot that each, I'm pretty sure it's only one. There might be two on another on some of them, but there's one spot where you have to go. You have to get on the Colossus itself, and you have to take your sword that you're given, your magic sword, which basically gives you the direction to where your, the Colossus is, and it also points out where the Colossus weak, weak spot is. Now, that doesn't sound too bad. Until you realize, A, these Colossus tend to move around a shit ton. And so you have to be able to get on the Colossus, find that weak spot, and stab it. But some of them are small. Some of the Colossus are in the air. And it's all it's a puzzle game because you have to figure out how you get to that weak spot and stab it uh, several times until it dies. And it's uh, and also don't forget, too, that the uh, that the areas that you have to get to, sometimes you have to have to figure out how to navigate around those areas. Yes, sometimes the areas are very important because the, you have to use the areas themselves to your advantage to sometimes take down the Colossi. Is that the plural term we're going to go with here? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with the Colossi. And that's basically the, the whole plot is that you have 16 of these to kill. 
in order to try and appease these gods or whatever these spirits are. And um, any further than that gets into spoiler territory, but let's just say that there's a reason why it is believed that Ico um, is, that basically Shadow of the Colossus is the prequel to Ico. And uh, yeah, it's probably one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, granted, I've only played it on the standalone for PS2. I didn't get the uh, bundle with both Ico and Shadow Colossus for the PS3, but yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten that technically qualifies as a puzzle game, and it, I I love it to pieces. That's but that's just personally me. Well, there you go. Thank you much. <laughs> I I am enlightened now. Uh, in fact, it is said that uh, the creator himself, uh, having played through it, or one of the designers, one of the guys who actually worked on it, says death, and uh, especially with the last Col- the last Colossus that you had to take down is definitely one of the hardest games out there in terms mm-hmm. of uh, strategy. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, there are some franchises that did experiment with trying to make a puzzle game that really had no business in, in trying to make a puzzle game. And I'm looking squarely at uh, Capcom... <laughs> oh, Joe. I'm looking squarely at Capcom for this. I'm the first one that pops up in my brain is Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Uh, the, oh, the, um, it, it was, yeah, that was a weird game. <laughs> it's Capcom. Of course it's going to be a They basically weird turned Street Fighter into a puzzle combat. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm sure the executives what could we're just gonna take Street Fighter and uh, yeah, let's make it into a puzzle game. What could absolutely what absolutely could go wrong? Everything. Um, you know, it was. <sighs> yeah, I know this game came out in '96. It's it's on the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade. Um, this is a game that was inspired by the game uh, Baku Baku Animal. Don't ask. <laughs> sounds like a weird one. It, it, it sounds like some sort of ramen dish. But, uh... <laughs> but, yeah. Super deformed, you know, chibi versions of characters appear in this in this game. And they act out at basically a comical battle based on, you know, this sort of... Tetrisy... Ugh. Uh, it... It was... I, I don't know how to describe that game because you were supposed to make like blocks to, from other smaller blocks and they all shatter and then you attack. It, it's kind of like a deranged version of Puyo Puyo Pop. Uh, well, I mean, I know that the simple answer for this is it's Japan. And. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Th- that's the answer we could use for a lot of things. So really, we're not narrowing it down much. Well, is it better to say "ish Japan" or "WTF Japan"? One of those two answers solves everything. And, and then we had Puzzle Combat, which was a mini game found in the Mortal Kombat by Mid- Mortal Kombat Deception. And basically, okay, you know the two-player mechanic of Tetris, where you know, if you get, if you, you know, get a bunch of lines, it then creates junk for the second player. 
mm-hmm. that they oh, have yeah, to navigate. The same thing that they had on, uh, yeah, that sounds specifically to like uh, Pokemon puzzling. But okay. as Nick said, that's basically Tetris, Tetris Attack. Yeah, so basically they took that formula and applied it to Mortal Kombat. That does not sound good. So it mixes fighting with Tetris style gameplay. That just sounds like a train wreck waiting to happen. It really <laughs> does. So it, every player gets the same pieces, and you can arrange your arrange them how they like. Um, but you and you know, but it's kind of I say Tetris like because. You can, like, in other match-three-type games, you can chain and combo your way through so that you can throw a lot of junk onto the other yeah. player boards very quickly. So, basically, you know, while you're doing this, your characters that you're playing as are beating each other up as a representation of what's going on. <laughs> like... So... The winner gets to perform a stage fatality on the loser, but because these characters are also super deformed, you know, chibi-like, uh, it's a little bit more comical. And yeah, apparently Midway thought this was cool, so that they brought it back in a second game. Uh, they brought it back in Ultimate Mortal Kombat, which was the uh, version released. It was a it was a port of Ultimate Mortal Kombat three for the DS. And I played it, and I was like, "The fuck!" <laughs> I just had a look of utter bewilderment as I was playing this on the DS. I'm like, "Huh." What have you done to Mortal Kombat? I, I, I do not understand I mean, this. I, I mean, luckily, these were mini-games. They never released in the full as a full game. But never again, please. Well, don't worry. I think they learned their lesson. I don't want to Tetris my way to a fatality. It just doesn't sound right. It doesn't make sense. The only fatality you get in Tetris is usually when the Tetris guys themselves give you a fatality. Yeah. But that's another story. Yeah. I don't want to be finish him and then have a Tetramino fall on him. That just does no uh, fun. Yeah, it the light block falls out of nowhere. The fuck? Yeah. Boom. Well, it would be kind of like Liu Kang dropping a Mortal Kombat arcade machine onto his opponent. Yes, actually, in Mortal Kombat 3. That was hilarious. Oh, yes. It would pretty much fall in that kind of realm of, wait, what? Back when Mortal Kombat was, uh, was far beyond the silly factor. We went from serious blood, you know, bloody game to, huh? Uh, <laughs> things well, like. We, we, now we're back to extremely bloody. Yeah, now we're, now, yeah, oh, now, yeah. now we're back to serious business. Yeah. Flipping out someone's spine to their stomach. I yeah, think now, it was. now now we've gotten rid of friendships and babalities and oh god. Um. So yes, puzzle combat. Go figure. I'm trying to... No, get Puzzle Combat off my screen. <laughs> I don't, yeah. No, I don't want to see this anymore. Be gone, Satan! What else? There are actually, there are actually um, uh, two games, and I mentioned one of them earlier, and there's another one that's... Uh, Go ahead. That actually, I saw on Steam that's that's also uh, with, this, with, the sale, with the sale, too. It's one that's uh, 
came out back in October, I think. That I, from what I've read is very close to Portal. It's called the Talos Principle. Came out in 2014. Yes, it did. So the Talos Principle, and I saw a little bit of gameplay, and I'm like, I might actually want to get this. The Talos Principle, from what I've seen, is it's very, very much like Portal. The only difference being that in this case, you're actually that you're not trying to go through, like trying to walk through walls and stuff. You're actually trying to aim beams at different um pieces of a wall and stuff so that you can get um. I get they, and I quote from and I quote from uh, Wikipedia that you're actually that you're actually trying to that you're actually are trying to get um tetramino yeah it says tetraminos in there so, somewhere it literally says te- tetraminos that you're trying to get these tetramino shapes from these different parts of the area that you're in and you gotta line up beams in different ways in order to actually get, in order to actually get to them so i'm like that actually looks pretty interesting <laughs> it does look pretty cool and on steam this game has is overwhelmingly positive reviews mm. so it's like a portal portal and tetris had a baby kind of i guess yeah but, but it, the question is is the cake a lie <laughs> i don't think there's there any cake a- <laughs> There is no cake. Let's go with that one. Just like there is no stone. And, okay. you know, also there is no Dana, only Zool. But, um... <laughs> but, yes, this game is right now 75%. It's a $40 game, and it's 75% off. So, 10 bucks. Interesting. It does look very interesting. Made by, uh, Devolver. Oh, yeah, that... and Devolver is n- not a joke company. Either, well, Devolver so... Devolver published it. Crow Team created it. So, and you know, you know, kind of moving away from you know these kind of games. Uh, one aspect of puzzle games, I'm not even sure I would call this a puzzle game. Um, I don't know. Maybe you guys feel differently about this, but how about? You know, the virtual card games such as uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Gwent and part of Witcher 3 now getting its own standalone, Hearthstone. Uh, What do you guys think about that? Do you think that fits in the puzzle genre or not? Not so much because the objective, in my personal opinion, the definition of a puzzle game has always been that you're not, you beat the puzzle in order to move forward in the game um more so with card games since i'm an avid uh i usually like to play a lot of various card games here and there uh there's one that came out on steam a while ago that i got for free that i highly enjoyed that's basically crossed between uh magic and hearthstone um but i consider those more just your basic strategy games because the only objective you have there is to uh win win the game like there's no uh bigger objective that's that's what right. has always helped define a puzzle game is that yes it's a puzzle and it's part of a, a bigger picture that you're trying to beat it to all right no i totally understand that logic okay uh, i think we, that's a very good care clarification and actually right now if you if you really want to get your puzzle game on there is uh again for you guys if you're willing to plunk down 60 bucks um there's a bundle of five games in the Steam sale. It's por- it's Portal 2, Talos Principle, The Witness, Superhot, and The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Are, uh... I'm not sure I would call Superhot a puzzle game, though. Because I, I, I'm, 
I've played it. I, I I I currently own it, and I think overpaid it. I don't think it's really that good. Um, it's more of a combat simulator, really. It's put put you in various simulated movie scenes to beat up the bad guys. I mean, there can be some strategic elements involved, but I wouldn't necessarily call them puzzles. They're more like action sequences. Fair enough. I'm looking at it right now, and it's like... It definitely has that first-person shooter look. Yeah, it's... in the game, the story is messed up, too. So, I, I, I don't know. It's not really big for me, but it's definitely very combat-heavy. It's kind of feels like you're back in the Matrix. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, seeing that some of the tags of this game are bullet, uh, bullet time. Oh, yeah. It's because time only moves when you move. So Interesting. When, when you don't move, time is basically at a crawl, and then it'll move at full, you know, full speed when you actually move and make actions. So it kind of lets you plan out exactly how you're dealing with everything around you. So yeah, it's very matrixy. And then you have The Witness, which is, you know, basically an, a first-person open-world puzzle game set on an island. And I've never uh, played The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Yeah, and uh, I've never even heard of it, so... No, whatever. Nope. <laughs> no problem there. Yep. I just, I just again, you know, all these, all these games on Steam that have these giant discounts, and it's like, well, interesting. It, your it Jedi, is, your, uh, your Steam mind tricks will not work on me. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, gi uh, I'll give it time. See, the th that's the problem with Steam sales. It's like, you know, this is why I, I basically have worked all weekend because it's like, oh look, let me just crack open my wallet here. <laughs> Yep. Oh, the Saints Row franchise, seventy-five percent off. All the Saints Row games with all the DLC, twelve bucks. All right, hang on. <laughs> yep. Another one that was me mentioned to me, uh, a game that came out a few years, well, more than a few years ago, eight years ago. Um, it was on Xbox Live. It's called Braid. Oh, I've heard of Braid, but I never played it. Uh, now I can't remember what the game was even about. <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it's a, there's some story involved. The protagonist, his name is Tim. He attempts to rescue a princess from a monster. And... It's basically solving puzzles in the style of a platforming game. God, I I swear I've played Braid. Hang on. Not now I must go to Lord No. <laughs> Lord Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> so uh out of curiosity, I'm just uh just looking through a list on um here on Wikipedia. Any of you guys ever run across a uh, load runner? I have not. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm kind of looking around here. What you're just poking. You're just like, let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. Nobody heard of that. Let's cross it no, off. No, because uh, I'm going to wrap this up pretty soon. So it seems to me that 
you know, unlike other genres that have seemed to kind of not really be in the spotlight anymore, you know, such as games like, you know, you don't see too many fighting games anymore. Mm, nowadays, it's kind of had a resurgence, especially thanks to the competitive uh, circuit in esports. I, I will definitely concede you that esports are they're bringing back definitely the fighting games. Um, well, to be fair, if you're going to go with uh, fighting games, the place you're going to see them the most, of course, is Japan. Uh, the real question is how many of those games over there get a port over to the U.S. So that's the real question. Fair enough. Mm. Um, also, you know. A genre you don't see too often, except really on in, in the indie land, is uh, JRPGs. You know, Metroidvanias. Yeah, Metro. Well, Metroidvanias again, big in big in the indies, but not with AAA developers. Um, puzzle games seems to be one of those particular stalwarts that have been. They're 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 kind of quiet. They're in the background. You don't hear too much about them, but they still have a lot of fans. Not to mention that, uh, what seems to me, yeah, I mean, most of these uh, puzzle games, uh, th they're not so much standalone games, so much as they're slipping elements of puzzle games into a multitude of games, you know, getting your mixed genres of games. That seems to be the popular thing these days. Oh, genre mixing's big. That's absolutely. So, you know, this... But uh, puzzle puzzle games, Brian, I think, you know, when we, we go through this, we, I think we touched about, uh, upon it in pretty much every generation, either via indie or through major developers. It seems like even before the NES days that puzzle games have been prevalent throughout gaming history and i think as as long as we continue to come up with new concepts and as you know game engines get better and better that there'll be new and different ways to create various elements possible in a video game and i think puzzle games is even just a good uh, starting platform as hey would this work in a more mainstream game I think you see that a lot. Uh, one of the games that uh, kind of strikes to me is an old NES game. I can't remember the name of it, but it was basically you laid down various pipes and water would flow through the pipes and you had to try to get it from the beginning to the end of the stage to beat the stage. Um, Which uh, know, that just... game that game really never got popular. But it was adapted into Bioshock 1, and it took off. Yeah, I was just going to say. that hacking device in Bioshock. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it's one of these, hey, the concept kind of worked in the old days. It was adapted into a newer, as kind of an element into a game, and it was very popular. So I think puzzle games really will always be around throughout because even if it, it doesn't work as a standalone it might be adapted into um uh, you know into like a mixed genre game as we uh, talked a little bit about earlier that will make it be more popular when it's introduced as an element that's very true and you know you find those elements popping up in in a variety of games and even by themselves we keep talking about 
you know, they're very easy to, they're very accessible. You know, it's a good way to introduce new players into a platform. Because puzzle games are not usually too complex in terms of controls. So there's not a, a massive, there's not a steep learning curve. So th- it's there's widespread appeal. And I think you, you said it very, very succinctly there, Nick. So well done. Good. Very good. So Ryan, since this episode was your idea, do you have any final words to say on this before we wrap it all up? Um, one last thing uh, with puzzle games, too, is that I've also noticed a lot of times, especially like I said before, like playing some of the older puzzle games to some of these newer ones, I've noticed that um, if you look for the right ones, like I'm going to go towards the Talos principle, these games, they don't have like um, these just very short, like you can very um, shallow prep plot lines to them i noticed that quite a few of these puzzle games at least some, a lot of the ones that i like playing they have these very uh, deep and like uh, these very deep rich story and plot lines and that's i think probably if anyone really wants to go uh, like into those ki- kind of thing ki- kind of things then these puzzle games are really good for for that and that's probably again one of the main reasons why i like puzzle games so far and well, I'm going to keep going for more of them just because to see what the plot lines got and just because the mechanics are very, very fun. There we go. Anyone else have any final thoughts before I put this to bed? I basically, my final thought is, uh, it's as uh, Nick already summarized, is that the standalone puzzle games, you might not see them so much anymore, but it does look like puzzle games or pu- elements of puzzle games are always going to be uh, they're always going to be hidden in some sort of games uh, somewhere uh, with the mixed genre. So I think that's how they're going to continue thriving uh, thriving strongly by taking elements of puzzle games and sliding them into uh, other games. Well, there we go. I think that's going to do it for us. So if you have any thoughts about this episode or any other episode of downloadable content. Again, let us know on our shiny, brand new, non-pollutionary, environmentally friendly website, dlcpodcast.com. Again, every single episode is there. Give us feedback. You can check out the recording schedule for upcoming episodes. Send us ideas for future episodes. It's all there. www.dlcpodcast.com. And with that, let's close it up here i'd like to thank nick andy and ryan for being on this episode with that i'm brian have a good one everybody